Hello and welcome everyone to the Almost Awesome Podcast. The only podcast that currently has neighbors that are doing night construction and you can hear everything. <sighs> I'm your host, Tanner Rain Hirsch, and today I wanted to talk about a topic that is kind of at the core of what I've been trying to do and change with my podcast. And that topic is the issue of toxic fandom in pop culture today. Now, before we get into what I want to talk about, we should explain what exactly toxic fandom is. Now, what is it? Well, it's sort of a broad term, usually associated with obsessive devotion someone has, who is a fan of something, usually in the form of entertainment, to the point of a perceived ownership of that thing, and is expressed in generally bad behavior. We mostly see this commonly associated with movies, shows, and games, or the internet in general. Now, if I'm the first one to tell you that the internet isn't always a place of harmony and respect, then holy crap, you made it all this way to my podcast in time for me to warn you about it? Hey, good for you. But for the rest of us, this is a given, I suppose. But toxic fandom is something that any of us can end up contributing to, and the effects... And it affects the very things that we love in pop culture. So it's important to understand what it is when we see it, and more importantly, see its effects and hopefully avoid or learn from it. If you've ever seen a comment section, you're probably aware that people have shitty opinions. There are bigger problems in the form of online harassment or cyberbullying. People telling other people in polite terms to go kill themselves, or to point out and... This is actually really true, that one of your brother's short films called Dirt, which you can go check out on YouTube right now, is liberal anti-Putin propaganda. The, the internet's weird, guys. Anyway, there's always been this... Well, not always, but recently there's been some bizarre overreactions from fans for a multitude of stuff, which is... What I want to point out, but I really only have time for like two examples. Most recently, at a convention for Game of Thrones, where many of the stars of the shows were in attendance, the guy who plays Jamie Lannister, Nikolai Calder Walda, no, Nikolai Calster Walda, uh, was asked for his opinion at a panel for his thoughts on how his character's story ended with him dying with his sister-slash-lover-slash-crazy-queen. This is a weird show, guys. Like, I, I have no time to keep up. But they die in each other's arm as the Red Keep crumbles around them. He said that he felt that this was a very fitting and true way for their characters to end, and ultimately where their stories needed to go. And they were promptly booed by some fans in the audience. Now, think about that for a second. This guy, who spent the better part of a decade helping to bring a character to life with his performance, just in the hopes to entertain us for an hour of our day for a few weeks a year, gives his honest satisfaction for how the character was handled, and was booed on stage by fans who didn't like how the show ended. 
even if you have never watched Game of Thrones, you've probably heard a lot of fans that were dissatisfied by the ending of the final season. Now, where I stand on the issue is that it was actually good, and people who didn't like it confused that with feeling as if the show was having something wrong. But, you know, that comes down to personal opinions and taste. So many people try to say that it was that the writing was bad or the things that the characters did didn't make any sense. But when I've talked to people about this to elaborate, they eventually just say it was stupid or just give examples on how they think it should have ended. Though most people, most of these people who are um, not writers or producers or have any insight on something like this give opinions on how it could be objectively bad. There are literally dozens of videos on YouTube that are titled What Game of Thrones Did Wrong or Why It Sucked, usually setting on Amelia Clark's face on, on it right before she murdered all of King's Landing for some weird reason. No points for creativity there, guys. There's even a video that was titled How to Betray an Audience. Like, oh my god. How entitled do you have to feel like the show betrayed you? Like, you were literally counting on it to save your life, and it didn't, and it laughed in your face. Now, these YouTube videos that I've mentioned are just a product of content creators like myself, with admittedly better followings, just cashing in on the hype and the outrage people had in order to get views based on people looking for validation for what they saw, so what's the harm in that? And I would say, you know, can't really say anything bad about that, really, other than the fact that it's bad criticism. But when enough people start watching it and believing that their displeasure is valid and they feel emboldened by the community, they can end up targeting the people involved, like booing them for giving their honest opinions. How disrespectful can you get? People even get mad at the fact that the showrunners have basically not done any press since the finale. And I see people on Facebook or Twitter issue vague threats or how there was a petition to rewrite the season with competent writers. There are memes out there dedicated to trying to show how these guys are dumb and they're Names have become synonymous with bad writing in Google's search engine. Seth Rogen even talked about how Game of Thrones to the point where he said, at least I'm willing to show my face about this. As if these guys who had one of the hardest jobs in Hollywood running one of TV's most successful shows in its history owe us some sort of apology or even an explanation. They owe us neither. And to expect that is immature and possessive to an unhealthy extent. Here's another fake controversy that I didn't care about at all. There was a trailer for the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie that hit some time ago and was immediately criticized by fans because the hero, a blue CGI talking hedgehog who runs really fast, looks slightly different from the blue, 
CGI talking hedgehog who runs really fast that they played in the games as kids. This apparently got to the point where the movie was getting delayed to have it redesigned so that Sonic looks more like he does in the game. Like, this is stupid. No matter how you look at this story, it's stupid. Sonic is a cartoon. He's not real. He already looks like he isn't real. So when the makers of the movie try to give him real proportions while still giving him his iconic look, fans were like, no. Make him look less real with his comically disproportionate feet and three head spikes. You know, like a real hedgehog? I don't know. Sonic's weird. I've never liked it and don't at me, but but there are people who love this series, and I don't begrudge them for that. I like weird things, too. But to get mad at the idea that a fictional character looks different than how is usually portrayed is a silly thing to get upset about. This response made the filmmakers go back and change something out of shame. And is that really how we want our movies and shows and other art to be made? Shaming creative people into giving us what we all can't decide what we want? Like, somehow this movie would, if it was made, would retroactively go back and change everything you love about the character because the talking hedgehog looks slightly taller. My point is, we don't get a vote on how a movie or a show is made. Nor should we. Imagine you were given a chance to go back and redo the Star Wars prequels, or the Sex in the City movies, or whatever you were disappointed at at the time at seeing it. But now you can change it to how you think things would go. Something that you would have liked to see. You would still get people saying that how your vision is dumb. Your ideas are dumb. You are dumb. When fans take ownership of a property like that, it can lead to an obsession that is counterproductive. I've mentioned this on my podcast in like the second episode, how a lot of negative reactions to The Last Jedi led the cast members being harassed, and how it's much more productive to create something rather than complain about it. And you can be productive and proactive by talking about something constructively, not just cashing in and react and just filming your reactions to something. That's that's counterproductive. Movies and shows and games are kind of my thing. I love talking about it. And I love talking about what I loved, what I hate, and I love sharing that with people. But at the end of the day, there are way more important things to be actually mad about in the world, like gas prices or how Taco Bell lids are somehow specifically designed to spill on your shirt. I don't like to say that this shit doesn't matter because that would say more about me, but when you obsess over things to the point where you boo people, harass them online, or demand them to change something in a vain attempt to try and please everybody or just specifically you, 
That's impossible to do. So, what is the solution? Well, I'm not saying that you can't like something or even hate it. Absolutely not. There are things that you can absolutely hate or think are dumb, and you can share that. Like, for example, I hate the movie The Fifth Element, and my brother thinks I'm crazy for that. But nothing about that movie interests me. I, I, maybe I don't get it. Maybe it's something wrong with me. Still my opinion. I don't like the show Sopranos, but I can still recognize why it's good and why other people like it. I can get its significance to pop culture, even though none of the characters are really likable for me. You can tell me you thought that Jon and Daenerys in Game of Thrones should have had an incest baby. I'll say cool, but that's also gross, and I'll try and point out to you how the story would not have made sense, and I will give examples and back it up. But, you know, only if you want to discuss it. I mean, sure, if you change things around to make it so Jon and Daenerys could have had a baby or something, yeah, you could have done that. But that hinges on changing things in the story. And this is getting off topic, but... But that's the fun about talking about these things. Getting to express what we like and don't like and adding to the conversation. It stimulates good ideas. And that's how new things can get created. That's how new art is fostered. It's why I think pop culture is important. And that's why I think watching movies and, and shows and playing video games can have a positive influence on everybody. You know, if they're interested in it. But just have a little bit of respect and appreciation for the people who made the thing you're talking about. Be open to other perspectives. It's mentally rewarding to have a perspective changed on a movie or something by a different viewpoint or even just to discuss it. That's why I do this podcast. Uh, imagine this outside of the pop culture spectrum. Imagine people booing a sports team or something because they made a dumb move. Y you know, you might boo in that aspect, but... Would you harass one of the players for making a dumb move over and over again? Saying how they're stupid, that they're worthless? It gets pretty silly at a point, and it's something that I can't wrap my head around because I'm not a big fan of sports. Say you like music, for example, and maybe you hate all of Eminem's new songs or think the Wiggles should have been a way bigger band than they had any right to be. You know, you can talk about that. You can talk about its significance, but should you harass the members of the Wiggles? Should you say that all of their songs, you know, betrayed you on a personal level? No. So when you post comments and stuff like that that say that, the show was dumb, or this music was dumb, or anyone involved is stupid for trying to have the audacity of entertaining you. 
I mean, just remember that this stuff is meant to be enjoyed, and when you go out of your way to hate it, or just to shit on people, the only thing you're doing is making yourself look like an obsessive asshole. So, sorry to use such blunt language, but that is how I feel, and I just hope that you walk away from this, and the next time, like, you know, watch something or read something that made you feel like, my god, this is stupid, why did I waste my time? Maybe just stop? Stop watching it? Stop reading it? But if you feel the need to talk about it, you know, actually talk about it with people. Talk about it face-to-face. Be part of a conversation. Because the more and more you obsess and just give your reactionary comments, the more and more you'll feed into this idea that you need validation. And the more and more you try to reach after that, the more and more extreme it can get. And the more you contribute to that negativity, the more and more it's going to affect the things that we love and affect the people who make it in the form of harassments, in booing, or even in extreme cases, death threats and attempts on people's life. And unfortunately, those things do happen. So, a little bit of a more serious take on all my stuff. I wanted to focus on more topics like I've mentioned in other episodes. Because I do believe that this is important. So, thank you for taking the time to listen. And... I hope that you'll walk away from this and get a new appreciation for whatever you're into right now. Maybe learn about the movie or the show that you're watching a little bit more so you can understand why the choices were made. And instead of just posting your just initial reaction, take some time to process it. Talk about it with your friends and family. None of them are interested. Maybe expand your social circle. Which isn't really a bad thing. So that's where I'm going to end today's podcast. So thank you all for tuning in. And I'll see you next time.